You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Teacher's Pet is brought to you by Dog.com. For everything and anything dog, shop Dog.com today for all the top brands. Greenies, Frontline, Kong, Nylabone, Royal Canin, and more. Shop at Dog.com and use the promo code SADTEACH, S-A-D-T-E-A-C-H, and get $15 off your order of $75 or more. Okay, class, take your seats. I said take your seats. Class, sit. I swear you're all acting like a bunch of animals. Pet Life Radio presents Teacher's Pet, where you'll learn how to understand and communicate with your pet and train them to be the best pet they can be. It's time to see the world from your pet's point of view. So give a tail-wagging welcome to your Teacher's Pet host on PetLifeRadio.com. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Hello and welcome to Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Nantolino. And this week, we're going to be talking about some very basic but most important training cues. Come, sit, and focus. They're the fundamentals for so many others. And even if your dog doesn't know many commands, these are the ones to know. We'll get to those all-important cues and explain just why they're so necessary next right after this on Pet Life Radio. Okay, class, grab your tuna flakes, biscuits, and bones. Teacher's Pet will be back in two shakes of a tail right after recess. There's a movement afoot. Shoebuy.com. Join the millions of people who shop Shoebuy.com's over 400 brands and 500,000 products. Order now and get free shipping and free return shipping. Shoebuy.com, the world's greatest shoe store. Walk your dog in style and comfort. Enter the code TEACHERS, T-E-A-C-H-E-R-S, at checkout and get a 10% discount plus free shipping at Shoebuy.com. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash teacher to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. FTD's network of over 40,000 florists around the world have been creating beautiful handcrafted arrangements for 100 years. Each arrangement is delivered the same day and backed by FTD's seven-day satisfaction guarantee. For a century, people have trusted their most important occasions to the flower experts at FTD. Since Pet Life Radio is all about puppy dogs and flowers, our listeners, that's you, can get a 20% discount on your order. Just go to florup.com and use the code TEACHER1 at checkout. F-L-E-U-R-O-P.com, code word T-E-A-C-H-E-R and the number one. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. 
Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding. Every week, on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, hang up your collars and leashes. Teacher's Pet is back in session. Now park yourselves on the floor. I said park, not bark. Okay, Teacher's Pet. Pay attention. There may be a quiz later. Hi, and welcome back to Pet Life Radio. You're listening to Teacher's Pet. I'm your host, Nantolino. We're talking today about the fundamental training cues, three of the basic commands to teach your dog. First of all, they are come, sit, and focus. Now, even if your dog isn't fully trained or doesn't know a whole repertoire of commands, these three basic training cues are a great way to start. And even if your dog knows nothing else to this point, these may be the three easiest to learn and by far can be the most important. And here's a reason why. You need your dog to come to you whenever called. You can't underestimate the importance of that. Imagine if you're outside. You're in a strange area. It's an unfamiliar environment, unforeseen situations. Anything from your dog bolting after a stray animal, a squirrel, a raccoon, another dog, a cat, or worst case scenario, near a dangerous highway. You need your dog to come to you at a moment's notice. No matter what the situation, you want your dog to come to you immediately when called. The sit command is multifunctional. Sit can lead into a sit-stay, down-stay, but the basic sit is so important. It gets the dog to be in a safe, stationary position, and the dog can focus on you. Which leads us to our third command, which is focus. Focus is a wonderful cue because no matter where the environment or what the distraction, your dog should be able to focus directly on you. Okay, let's begin. We'll start by having your dog come to you when called. This is also known as the recall command. Now, when you start this, you want to make sure it's in a quiet area. Make sure it's a safe location where your dog can't run away. You can work this exercise indoors. Let's try the running game. This is one fun way to get your dog to initially come to you when called. Start by stocking your pocket with your dog's favorite treats, but don't let your dog see you do this. Go to a quiet, comfortable area where there are no distractions to start. Stand right in front of your dog. Have the treat already in your hand and present your fist to the dog with the treat inside. Keeping your fisted hand with the treat inside at the level of your dog's nose will prevent your dog from jumping up to receive it. Keep your hand outward, and as the dog comes to you to sniff your hand, back up. Keep backing up. If the dog disconnects, try again. If not, keep backing up and encourage the dog to do so with praise. Don't use his or her name or the word come yet. The point of this is to have the dog nose level follow your fist with the treat inside as you're backing up. So essentially the dog is following you, following your extended fist with the treat inside as you're walking backwards. Back up some more. Now as you're backing up, the moment your dog's nose reaches your baited hand, your fist, that's when you say the word come. Say it only once, only when the dog's nose reaches your fist. That's when you open up your hand, praise and reward with the treat. Just remember to follow the exact order. Treat inside your hand, keep it at your dog's nose level, and back up. Make sure your dog is following your fist, trying to reach your fist. At that point, he or she will know there's a treat inside. As the dog is coming closer to sniff it and to trying to retrieve it, as soon as he or she reaches your fist, say the word come as you're backing up, open your hand to reveal the treat, 
and reward and praise. After a few times, your dog will come to realize there is certainly a reward for coming when called. As you progress, call your dog's name first, followed by the word come. Then as you have more and more successes, try it in higher challenging areas where there are a little more distractions. But only do that when you know for sure that your dog will come when called. Okay, now that you've gotten your dog to pay attention to you when you call, let's get your dog to sit. I know it's a basic, and many dogs already know this, but there are many dogs who don't. And there are many people who don't quite know how to begin. Of course, it's a natural inclination for a dog, but the key is to sit when told to sit. Since it's a very natural position for a dog, dogs will learn to do this quite naturally, easily, and effectively. This allows early success in training because it is the prerequisite for so many other training cues. Sit works in conjunction with focus because you want your dog to be in a proper sit and, of course, be focused on you. Then you could take it from there for whatever other behavior you want your dog to follow. So it's the basics and it should be the easiest for you and your dog to master. But like I said, don't get frustrated if it doesn't happen right away. Every dog is different. And again, because it is so natural, dogs easily comply. And that works to our advantage. Now I have to share this with you. I've had dogs all my life. And having a dog go into a sit is extremely easy. And not one of them had a problem with sit. I presently have a very large rescued ex-racing greyhound. Because of his size and shape, he finds it extremely uncomfortable and difficult to sit. Some larger breed dogs with very long legs, such as my large greyhound, find it very uncomfortable to sit and physically very difficult to be in the sit position. Of course, every dog can sit, but if it's uncomfortable, it's cruel to even make them try. These dogs are much happier in a down-stay position, and that's fine too. So if your dog is in that category, or if your dog is physically unable to due to arthritis or any kind of physiological disorder, do not force your dog into a sit. You may not encounter this often. So for a majority of dogs who have a natural, comfortable inclination to sit and have no uncomfortability doing so, this exercise is certainly for you. All right, the first thing we want to do to get your dog in a sit position is, of course, stock up with treats. Now, don't let your dog see you do this. Start in a very quiet area with no distractions. That's how you pretty much want to set up all your initial training sessions. Put a tiny sized treat in the palm of your hand and close your fingers over it. Now with your dog in front of you, lure the dog into a sit position. Don't say anything to the dog. Don't keep repeating his name. Don't keep repeating anything. Just quietly have your dog stand in front of you and kind of lure him into the sit position. Now you do this by putting your hand with the treat that's inside in front of your dog's nose. Now as he approaches your hand with his nose, and as he puts his nose on your hand, slowly begin to move your hand up and over the dog's nose and over his head. Now, most dogs, of course, are going to be curious and they're going to smell it and they're going to be looking up. And that's what you want. As the dog is looking up, start to move the lure, which is your treat, your baited hand, back over the top of the dog's head. Can you get this kind of a sweeping motion? As again, as he's looking up to follow their hand, he's going to begin to go backwards and kind of fall right into the sit position. Now, this is only happening in seconds, but I'm breaking it down for you. Now, the moment, at the moment that he, that he sits on the ground, praise and treat and reward. And again, if you're using a clicker, the moment that he touches the ground, the moment that he's getting into the sit position, you can click and treat. Now, before he gets up out of position, meaning before he gets up out of the sit, give the release cue by saying, okay, 
he'll get to know that that releases him from the sit position. Now, initially, this is all done silently for one really good reason. You don't want to overuse the word, have him or her tune out, and then not learn, associate the word with the proper behavior. So once he or she is in a sitting position several times and he starts to know what to do, then you can use the word sit. Again, don't keep repeating it. Use it only once. And once you know the dog was going set up to succeed, then you can start using that as you approach the dog with the treat and pretty much be assured that the dog is going to get into that position, then you can start using the word sit. When you know he or she is going to reach that successful result, and then you give the treat, that's when you can start using it and practicing it with the word. But initially do it quietly until the dog starts to know what the behavior is, then you can associate that word. There's nothing worse than overusing the word and the dog tuning out or becoming a negative association. So that's the reason why we want to wait until the behavior is actually learned at least several times, at least when you're pretty much assured that the dog will get into the sit position. Now, when the sit is mastered, you can start sit-stay. That's taking sit the next step further. The main goal of sit-stay is to make sure that the dog is in a sit position and remains that way while focused on you, waiting for the release cue, such as, okay. Start the same way that you would to start a sit. Have a treat handy. Make sure to start in a quiet area with no distractions. Best way to start any new exercise. Now again, only start sit-stay if your dog is comfortable and has mastered the sit position and can stay in it until you say okay to be released. Have your dog go into a sit. Say his or her name and say the word sit only once. Once the dog sits, in one sweeping motion, bring your right hand straight out directly in front of you and your hand outstretched. Say the word stay. Say it only once. Drop your hand down by your side. Make eye contact with your dog. Silently count to five. While the dog is still in a focused sit-stay position, give the release cue by saying, okay. Praise and treat your dog. If the dog gets up, try again. And again, don't overwork or overdo this exercise. There's plenty of other times to try. The point of it is to, for the dog to remain focused on you until you give the release cue. Release the dog after he or she focuses on you. If the dog breaks the stay position, decrease the waiting time. You're probably waiting too long. Make it only a few seconds to start. You want to set up your dog to succeed. Increase by small increments until you reach 10 seconds at a time. When this is mastered, the next step is to try it again. Put your hand directly in front of you after he's in a sit. Make eye contact. Say the word stay only once. Now take a step back. If the dog remains focused on you and still remains in a sit position, give the release cue OK and praise and treat your dog. Try it again by taking a couple steps back, etc. Increase the duration and the distance, and then try it in higher challenging areas, such as an area that provides a little more distractions to make sure the dog remains focused on you and can remain in a true sit-stay position. In time, your dog will truly come to understand. Make sure to only increase the time and the distance of this exercise only when there are small successes. Don't confuse your dog. Take it a step at a time. Focus is a fun one. You could practice this throughout the course of the day and have the kids do it as well. Focus is exactly what it says. The dog first gets into a proper sit. The next step is to have the dog make eye contact with you on the focus command. Try to work on the focus technique whenever you can and make it fun for your dog. Remember, your dog needs to focus on you. As I said, it's the basis for everything else. And most importantly, it comes in handy for safety reasons as well. Not to mention, 
Focus is also a great bonding technique for you and your dog as well. It's always good to know that when you call out to your dog, your dog will come immediately to you and focus directly on you. This can be a fun activity you could try several times a day. But remember, as with any exercise or training session, don't stress out. If your dog gets tired or disinterested, stop and try again another time. Never punish your dog for not getting a technique right away. Every dog is different. Never ever train by force, fear, or punishment. It's not only ethically and horribly wrong. The dog will only become fearful and more behavioral problems can be created. As with any training session, it's always best to start after some good physical exercise, preferably a good walk. Your dog is much more able to relax and to focus on you, especially when all that excess energy is depleted. And a good walk is always a valuable tool for that. After a good, healthy walk, your dog can really focus on you. You need to burn off some of that excess energy, and that's the best way to do it. Sometimes when you play ball or play out in the yard, I mean, it's good exercise for your dog, but sometimes it just builds up even more frenzy, so to speak. I mean, it, it helps them physically, but mentally, they're still in sort of that high energy zone. But a good, healthy walk kind of tempers them out. And, and this is important, it provides mental stimulation which is exactly what they need. Playtime has its place. It's good exercise, but it's not conducive to begin a training regimen. Reason being that playtime is great bonding time, it's good exercise, but it can quickly escalate into overstimulation, overexcitement for your dog. Whereas a good walk can deplete some of that excess energy to induce a calm, relaxed state of mind. This way your dog can focus on you and be calm and relaxed. So that's the best time to start a training session. But of all the training techniques, Focus or look is actually pretty much the easiest and works directly with the dog's instinctive behavior. You can apply either word, whichever word suits you best. The only thing that really matters is whatever word you choose, you stick with it. We want to set up your dog to succeed and never to fail. So if you choose focus as your word, stick with it. Or if you choose look, stick with that. And make sure everyone in your household and family is on the same page as well. That's not to say that your dog can't learn both words, but we want to stick to one word for now so the dog knows exactly what to do, and that there's no confusion, and of course, that there's consistency. Okay, let's begin. The focus technique is a very simple command, and it's very easy to teach, and it's very easy for your dog to understand. First, you're going to need to stock up on some treats. Have them nearby. Make sure your dog doesn't see the treat ahead of time. Begin to train in a quiet spot with no distractions. With your dog's treat in hand, call your dog, say his or her name, have your dog go into a sit position, followed by the command focus or look, your choice. Say this only once. As your dog makes direct eye contact with you, praise and treat. If you're starting clicker training, this would be a good exercise to do so as well. At the moment of direct eye contact, click and treat. You can try different things. You can call your dog from across the room and start this exercise. You can start with your dog already in a sit position. But just make sure before you call his name and give the focus command that you do so when he's not looking at you. In time, this command will prove so valuable. Practice periodically, have fun with it, but don't overtire your dog. And again, by all means, make it fun. You'll see the benefits right away. When you advance to the point where your dog is focusing on you whenever you command so, then you could take this to the next level by trying this technique in an area where your dog is exposed to a little more distractions. 
but start off initially in a quiet area and then gradually work your way up to a different location. And then try it out in various locations. These locations can present higher challenges, a little more distractions, and in various settings. So ultimately, your dog will respond to you no matter what the location. This may not happen overnight. Take your time. Work with your dog. Make it fun. And I promise it'll become a very fulfilling and bonding experience. There's nothing like that discovery as a dog learns a new behavior with total approval from you. Now, you can practice focus throughout the course of the day. In fact, putting them together periodically will only strengthen these exercises. So feel free to put your dog into a sit and then focus. Practice them together. And then ultimately, combine all three. The recall, call your dog, sit, and then focus. It all works together. You're listening to Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. Coming up next, I'm going to be going over some emails I received regarding behavioral questions. It may just help you and your pet. It could be the issue you're working on right now. So stay right here. We'll be back right after this on Pet Life Radio. Okay, class, grab your tuna flakes, biscuits, and bones. Teacher's Pet will be back in two shakes of a tail right after recess. There isn't anything we won't do to make sure they're getting the best products and the best care. So when you ask us a question like, So how do you feel about cat condos? We can say from experience, Feels like home. For her. Enter the code TEACHER10, TEACHER, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum. At Petco.com. Hello? Danica, where have you been? Oh, Grandma, I've been busy, you know? Racing, GoDaddy girl. Oh, I built my own online store with GoDaddy. Really? Let me see. Grandma'sauction.com? Hey, are those Grandpa's golf clubs? Grandma needs her bingo money. Use promo code TEACHER10, T-E-A-C-H-E-R, the number 10, and get a .com domain name for just $7.49 at GoDaddy.com. If you ask the question, what do I want, what do I need, I'll take a back shot. Love My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available on iTunes. Attention passengers, please fasten your seatbelts, put your seat bags and sleeping pets in their full upright position, and prepare for takeoff. 
Pet Life Radio presents Travel Tales, the show where you'll get great travel ideas on perfect places for you and your pet. From Paris to paradise, south of the border to the South Seas, Travel Tales will give you cool tips on fun vacation destinations to travel with your pet, pet-friendly hotels, and advice on how to travel safely and happily with your furry best friends. So get ready to pack the bags and the bones with your Travel Tales hosts, Susan Sims and Nicholas Veslowski, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet Okay, class, hang up your collars and leashes. Teacher's Pet is back in session. Now park yourselves on the floor. I said park, not bark. Okay, Teacher's Pet. Pay attention, there may be a quiz later. Hi, and welcome back to Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. I'm Nancy Tolano. Okay, I'm going to hit the emails right now. Lots of questions each week regarding behavioral issues. Now, that's a broad term, right? (laughs) But we're going to narrow it down. It looks like this one's a jumping issue. I think many of us can relate. This email is from Kathy in Pennsylvania. She writes about her five-year-old shepherd mix and her three-year-old terrier mix. There seems to be havoc at the front door, which I think a lot of people can relate to, as visitors and family members come and go. Well, Kathy, that certainly is a very common scene, especially in multiple dog households. But even in single dog households, there are several things. First, the key is to make sure the dogs have their needed exercise on a daily basis and, of course, their daily walks. It depletes excess energy, provides mental stimulation, and provides proper physical exercise, too. It makes them much more relaxed. Then, of course, they really need to know who's leader in the household, which, of course, is you. That's where knowing basic commands comes in, like we spoke of earlier. Sit and focus are of primary importance here. We want the dogs to A, first be relaxed, and then B, to focus on you. So now that you know you're doing all you can in getting them relaxed by providing good exercise and a good healthy walk each day, now it's time for them to focus on you, to learn some manners at the front door. We don't want the jumping and we don't want the barking and the jumping around. First, adopt a routine. Every time you enter your home, make no eye contact and pay no attention to the dogs until they're quiet. Show no excitement and keep your arms down at your side. The dogs will get the message and quiet down pretty quickly. The second they do, praise and reward. You might want to have treats already stocked in your pocket. Of course, make sure they don't smell them. And the second they calm down, have them go into a sit and reward with a treat. Eventually, you can create a spot for them. Knowing that there's a reward and a treat coming with their good behavior, they'll automatically go to that spot and sit as you enter the doorway. I just worked with two dogs this week with the same exact situation with good success. It took them maybe three or four times when they got the message. One was a Springer Spaniel, and the other was a Bichon Mix. I also worked with two Shepherd Mixes, who had a lot of other issues going on at the same time, but adapted to this very well at the front door. It took several tries and with several visitors, but they got the message. That's another thing. Work with people that you know to become faux visitors for the day. They can set the pace for people to come later on. As they enter, have them do the same thing. Obviously, you can't control this with everyone, but try it with close family members and people that you know and trust that you can work with. Then your dogs will be prepared for this all the time, regardless of who's at the door. And of course, eventually you wean off the treats, so the dogs will be relaxed, and the praise will be its own reward. 
Now, there are other alternatives to this, too. If the dog's not very focused on you and you can't get the dog's attention, this is where focus comes in really handy and why those basic commands are so important. But if that's the case, you may want to use the leash for a while, only under supervision. But in all honesty, I don't find the need for that. Once you break the initial cycle, by not feeding into the frenzy at the front door and not adding more excitement to it, by turning away, looking away, and then by grasping your dog's attention, your dog will soon realize there's a change and he or she will respond in kind. Once you have the dog's attention, the food lure seems to be enough motivation to get the dog to focus and ultimately change the behavior. Don't worry, Kathy, peace will once again reign at the front door. You just have to let them know what the rules are and then make them consistent. Thanks for writing. Let's check out another one. Here's an email from Katie in Margate. She's asking you about different breeds and temperaments of dogs. What's the best way to determine the type of personality of your new best friend? That's a great question. And a lot of people overlook that when adopting a dog. First, take a look at your own lifestyle. Are you very active? How many people come and go? What are your activities like? What is life like for you on a daily basis? What is your personality like and the temperaments of the members of your household? Are you busy? Are you out and about a lot? Do you like to socialize? Or do you like to just stay home, curl up, and relax? You may want a dog that matches your energy level, that fits into your lifestyle. But at the same time, you have to be responsible knowing that the dog is an individual too, and you have to work with the dog and take care of the dog's needs as well. But there are certainly ways to find a perfect match. These all factor in. Dogs, just like people, are individuals and have various temperaments and personalities, regardless of breed. Of course, the traits of the breeds do play a factor, but not entirely 100%. We have to remember that, just like people, temperaments, personalities, and levels of energy differ. So although the breed may have an impact on traits, it's not entirely makes up the personality and the temperament of the dog. There are dogs with higher energy levels, lower energy levels. There are dogs that love to run, dogs that love to swim. Traits of the breeds do play a part in that. But again, every dog is different, as well as their different temperaments and personalities. The SPCA especially, as well as various shelters and rescues and humane societies, are now skilled in knowing how to partner people with their new best friend. And to avoid animals returning to shelters, more and more shelters are becoming aware of this and have started special programs to help match people with their new companion animals to keep their forever homes. So do your research. Take the time to do a meet and greet. Talk to the people that know these animals best. Talk with the people at the shelters, the volunteers. Now there are special counselors set up to help you find the right dog for your family. They're great programs, so take advantage of their services. Katie, best of luck finding your very best friend. Maybe even more than one. John from Valley Forge asks about kennel cough. He wants to know what are the major symptoms. I had just done a report about that this week too. Of course, it's that distinctive hacking cough. And the cough is usually followed by a retching sound, like she's trying to cough something up or clear something out of the throat. Dogs can easily acquire kennel cough through contagion due to exposure to other dogs with the same illness. It's caused by various viral and bacterial agents. It's usually caused by parainfluenza virus and bordetella, more commonly, and it spreads rapidly from dog to dog. Fortunately, it only lasts a couple of weeks, and usually without medication. But like anything else, keep your eye on it, because a more serious or chronic cases may need antibiotics prescribed by your veterinarian. 
The best way to prevent kennel cough is to prevent the exposure to other dogs who have the contagion. Make sure your dog stays away from smoke or other pollutants and stays in a stress-free environment, as stress weakens the immune system. Other symptoms may include nasal discharge, a lack of appetite, and lethargic behavior. If you hear that distinctive hacking sound or experience any of these symptoms, take your dog to the vet immediately. So John, just be more observant if your dog is in an area where there are other dogs, such as a kennel or a vet's office. Make sure your dog is consuming a high-quality nutritional diet daily and just watch for any overall symptoms to make sure your dog stays healthy. Thanks, John, and best of luck. Amy from Philadelphia asks about a wonderful cause, Operation Baghdad Pups, and we'll be talking with a special guest regarding that in an upcoming program. But for now, she wants to know how she can help. Well, Operation Baghdad Pups, if you haven't already heard, is a wonderful, wonderful program that involves the animals, the dogs, the local animals that our U.S. troops have befriended and loved while in Iraq and Afghanistan. They become their life force. They truly help with their emotional survival, with their unconditional love. Sort of like there are heroes, heroes. They become part of their families now. And Operation Baghdad Pups helps them and finds ways to return them back home to our soldiers. Uh, you can find all the information on the SPCA International's website. And as I said, there are ways you can help. So check out www.spcai.org. That's spcai.org. If you'd like to email me or if you have a behavioral question, and if there's something on your mind or specific ideas that you may need for help for your dog, let me know. Email me at nan at petliferadio.com. That's nan, N-A-N, short for Nancy, at petliferadio.com. Check out my website at hearttoheartk9counseling.com. It's all letters. It's all spelled out. Hearttoheartk9counseling.com. I love to hear from you. And remember, create peace for you and your companion animal for a happier, healthier life together. It's my mission to make your dog teacher's pet and top of the class as well. Take care. And thanks for listening to Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. School's in session on Pet Life Radio with Teacher's Pet. Learn how to communicate with your pet, train your pet, and see the world from your pet's point of view. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Teacher's Pet, only on PetLifeRadio.com.